Roach, Roach Coach. Podcast. Hot all day. Every day. the Roach Coach. Podcast. All day. All day. Every day. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, is the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Sosha. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back with you back for another episode of Roach Coach. It's our special Who's Tweeting episode. Who's tweeting? We go all through your feedback, your DMs, your thoughts your worries we go through all of them we talk about it we talk about the world of new metal we, we get all into it and let's do that and we're going to kick it off with a little self-congratulations that we love with a segment called who's reviewing us who's reviewing us i'll tell you who deloco666 says new metal will never die love the show guys yeah Five stars. Thank you. Five stars. Thank you. Thank you. Love to see a five-star review. Much appreciated. Get those reviews in. For that bloodhound, three-pound pound. pound. (sighs) The bloodhound, three-pound pound. pound. So easy. It just rolls right off the tongue. It's one of our... Unforgettable. Unforgettable. It's one of our great taglines and something that I... You know, have to hype myself up for because I do not like the Bloodhound Gang. And but if we get 300, which I'm confident we will, because we got 100 and we did the Juggalo Hundo. We got 200 for the Twisted 200, and we did Twisted. So I believe 300 for the. I'm sorry, Matt. What is it called again? <laughs> the Bloodhound Three Pound Pound. Unforgettable. <laughs> unforgettable. <laughs> unforgettable. <laughs> Truly, at this point, unforgettable. Unforgettable. So we get 300 reviews on iTunes, preferably as good as DeLoco666 five-star review. And we will do an episode all about the Bloodhound Gang. I, I, I assume that we are doing a Hooray for Boobies. Is that the one we're doing? I mean, what do you think, Jenny? I'm going to leave this one up to you, Matt. You're the true expert here. I, well, it is their third album. So, or their third full length on a label. So, it's the 300, do the third. Yeah, we're doing hooray for boobies. <laughs> All right. So, something to look forward to. Something to look forward to. Uh, so, keep those reviews coming so you can hear what happens to me after I listen to Bloodhound Gang for a week. All right. <laughs> going to turn into a sick perv. <laughs> I am. Sick, sick. I'm going to start getting gross. into Chasey Lane now. Now? What's she up to? All right. We got to talk. Check. All right. All right. Uh, you know, we got it. You know what? Something I am checking, Matt. What's that, buddy? Who's in those DMs? Who's bin? So we got, I, I don't have all the names but we were sent this article on loudwire and the only reason we were sent this article is because new metal it's back it's back this article headline lincoln parks mike shinoda new metal went from corny to cool again and 
if you read through the article, you know, he's asked about uh, his thoughts on new metal. And he's like, for a while, it was, you know, everybody loved it. And then everybody thought it was the worst. But now it's cool again. I was like, thank you, Mike. But, Jenny, as you pointed out, when this article is being shared on social media, the thumbnail picture that they chose for Mike Shinoda <laughs> leans very closer to corny than to cool again. <laughs> they did him dirty <laughs> with the picture they chose. He actually, not that our, our dear friend Tim K is corny, but he kind of looks like Tim, our, our dear friend and former podcast guest, Incubus super fan tim k in this picture but it's a very very corny picture of our of our boy shinoda but hey mm-hmm. new metal's back good for a new metal you know absolutely we also got a dm from john and it was in our instagram and it was a link to another instagram with uh it was called mtv spring break dreams and it was a collection of photos from mtv spring break lots of new metal going on but the picture in question that he sent to us whiz uh whiz <laughs> is of a a woman's backside and she has a corn back tattoo or i should say tramp stamp tattoo that's that one. that would uh that would definitely identify where it is. It came with an apology to me. I'm not, I'm no hot action cop. I respect women. This is just great content. Uh, hey, thanks for thinking of me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, clearly what happened was he sent us this picture of a butt and he was like, oh no. Ah, I've you- given no context. <laughs> I need to follow this up immediately. I, you know what? I appreciate it. I would have been just fine seeing it, but um, I appreciate the thought. I mean that sincerely. (laughs) Uh, Jenny, we also got a DM from Dylan. Dylan said, any chance y'all will be covering Smash the Control Machine by Otep? Would be interesting to hear your thoughts on a new metal album eight years after the come down. Is that on the long list? Otep, let me check. What let me check what Otep, if any, is on the long list because I feel like, yeah, I don't have any other Otep on the list. We did the first one, which that record, a journey, a very intense album. Uh, I believe it's called Saves. Sevastra. Sevastra. That's right. That's right. Art saves backwards. All right. Ah. Uh. Oh, I'm already back there. Oh, I have no memory of doing that record. I here's what I do remember. Yeah, man. Lauren, not a fan. Not signing up for the OTEP newsletter. Our good friend Lauren. I the one thing I remember about that record was that it was very long and it had lots of like poetic interludes, maybe? Maybe I'm misremembering. Man, we've done a lot of albums on this show. Some but, You could tell me that somebody other than me recorded that episode, and I'd say, checks out. <laughs> <laughs> no memory of this whatsoever. Uh, those early day episodes, Jenny. I mean, let me just run back. I'm going to run back. This is completely unplanned. I'm just going to run back to year one, and I'm just going to throw a couple at you and see if you remember the album or actually, year one, I feel like you might remember most of these. You remember Cold Chamber. You'd remember Seven Dust Orgy. 
Um, do you remember doing Darwin's waiting room? No. I know we did, but I don't remember it at all. Okay. okay. Do you remember doing Gift by Taproot? Yes. Yes. Okay. That one I do remember. Because we did okay. that one live, I think. No, that was the second Taproot. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, here's one I'm pretty sure. Do you remember doing Fireproof by Pillar? That album cover is green, right? Maybe. I mean, I don't remember the album cover. Well, <laughs> I remember I remember that album, yes. Okay. I th- uh, I think I remember that one. All right, I'll quiz you on a couple more. 40 Below Summer, Invitation to the Dance. Uh I couldn't tell you what it sounded like. I know we did it. Okay. Let's see. Crossbreed, Synthetic Division. We could redo that one right now. I have no idea. No, yeah. Nothing to offer you on that one. <laughs> All right. And I'll give you I'll give you one more just to see if you remember it. Headspace by Pulse Ultra. Nah. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> uh, that was uh that was episode uh 113. <laughs> there we go. We did that. Feels like it. Did that one back in 2018, 2018, the heyday. Now, Uh, uh, the the combo of the sheer number of episodes we've done, my memory in general, and how much I used to drink, there's like (laughs) no chance. (laughs) That stuff is uh, washing down the drain. Maybe, you know, that's it's at a certain point we just start. I mean, that is why I keep this long list and I'm always checking it because the danger of us accidentally doing an album again. is real there you go i mean i gotta believe those how did this get made guys every now and again pop a movie in and then somebody sends a text and goes uh jason i think we've done this movie (laughs) i think i've seen this to go back to the original question about otap smash the control machine not in the long list we haven't done it in a we haven't done any otap in years should we put it on Sure. sure all right there we go otap you're on the long list welcome back Jenny, we got a we got a, a forwarded message from Misbehaving. We sure did. This was forwarded from Loudwire. It said Saliva re-record every six seconds songs with current vocalists for twentieth anniversary EP. Interesting lot, move. A lot of things to chew on there. For one, it's been twenty years of every six seconds. Can you do the math of how many six seconds there are in twenty years? Because that's how often every guy's been thinking about sex. Wow. And uh, secondly, clearly, the pandemic scuttled the attempted reunion of original lead singer of Saliva, Josie Scott. Because that was supposed to happen with Saliva just prior to the pandemic. It's the new metal revival tour, if I'm recalling correctly. But now they're just re-recording the songs with this new guy sounds to me like Josie's out new guys still their guy wow hey all right well we'll we'll look forward to that mm-hmm. no offense sent us a message it was he sent it to us on a friday and he said some new metal core for your friday hope all of you have a good weekend thank you 
And uh, he sent us a song by the band Landmarks, but it's new metalcore. So that A in Marks, it's a V. And <laughs> the song is called Lost in a Wave. Let's check this out. You got it, buddy. going on there (sighs) let me tell you that is you know what landmark you made a mark hey made a mark good for them good job good job jenny what did you think of that i liked it it was heavy it was fun i'd I'd listen to more all right thank you for that recommendation uh jenny this next message this is I did not know this is a mind blower. All right. So, as always, if there's any Jinko news, we are alerted. Uh, this tweet was no exception. Uh, Eyes, Eyes the band, let us alerted us to a tweet that says, "Just learned that Jinko is an acronym for Judge None, Choose One, and not Gene Company, like I assumed my entire life." It stands for what? Judge none, <laughs> choose one. Whoa. Yep. Choose one what? Gene? Gene. Choose Jeans. one gene. Choose one gene. Choose one leg to live in. Choose <laughs> one leg to raise your family in. That's right. There's enough space. Judge enough space. no one who raises their family inside of a pair of jeans. I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, if anything, incredible shelter in a leg of Jinko's jeans. This was shocking news. Incredible to learn it. Thank you to Brian Audley, who made the initial tweet. And then thank you to Eyes the Band for letting us know. Um, much appreciate. Much appreciate. Much appreciated. We also got sent another article because everyone's always making sure that we are up to date. The N for you sent us a Blabbermouth article. Amy Lee says Evanescence's original record label wanted to turn the band 
into female Linkin Park. And so I read this article thinking, I've I've known this. Like, we know that Bring Me to Life had that, you know, rap verses with the sung vocal. Very Linkin Park. I got that. According to this article, according to what Amy Lee was saying, is that they wanted them to just bring on a straight-up other vocalist to sing with her full-time, all the time. And she was like, no way, Jose. And she said in this article, and she was like, that's it. We're done. I can't compromise myself. And she said she went home and like moved back in with her parents. And then later, they were approached to put Bring Me to Life in the Daredevil soundtrack. And they're going to work with the 12 Stones guy. And she was like, fine, I'll do it. And then they blew up. And everything was fine. But she was pushing for Going Under to be the first single the whole time. This is a new variation on the origin of this band. I, the, the Giving up and going home for a little bit. And then being told, oh, you're going to be on Daredevil. And then everything changing. New twist. Jenny, what did you think of this uh, new variation on the Evanescence origin? I mean, it makes sense. It seems like it would be... I mean, it still kind of is, but especially at that time, it's like kind of a novelty to have a female-fronted band in this genre, right? Like, you have, like, mm-hmm. Kitty. Yep. And they were sort of treated as, like, a curiosity... Yeah. So it makes sense to me that that's what they would push for. Um, but, you know, good for them sticking with it. We got a lot of a lot of corsets, a lot of Alice in Wonderland shit out of it. So. <laughs> we did. We, <laughs> we sure, sure did. did. We sure did. Uh, and, and like we said on our Evanescence episode, head on over to Google and just Google how the band is dressing these days. It's wild. <laughs> Uh, we've also got to talk about who's listing. Who's listing? Who is? So we got sent this list by a couple different people. It is Metal Hammer's list of the 100 greatest metal songs of the 21st century, parentheses, so far. I was like, 100 songs. It's a lot of songs to dig in through on this show. But then I went over to our old friends at r slash new metal, and they did the work, and they sussed out how many new metal songs are on this list. Jenny, hit us with the new metal that made it on this list. All right. So number 89 overall, we had Soil with Halo. Number 68, we had Loathe, Two-Way Mirror. Number 63, the aforementioned Evanescence with Bring Me to Life. Number 48, we had Disturbed the Sickness. A little low in my opinion, but. Uh, 30, Corn, Here to Stay. 28, Skindred, Nobody. Number 27, Limp Biscuit, Rollin'. Number 18, Pop Roach, Last Resort. Insane to say that's a better song than Rollin', but I digress. <laughs> Number 14, Linkin Park, Paper Cut. Number three, Deftones, Change in the House of Flies. 
Number two, Slipknot Duality. And at number one, System of a Down Chop Suey. Wow. So I I just want to mention real quick that on a list from Metal Hammer, which I'm just going to say it, one of the most respected metal magazines, in my opinion, when they made a list of the 100 greatest metal songs of the 21st century, the top three are all new metal bands, which can only lead me to believe that new metal is back, baby. Mm-hmm. Top three, System, Slipknot, Deftones. Can't stop it. Can't stop it. Uh, the rest of the list has um, some uh, some other interesting bands on here. Five Finger Death Punch, Hailstorm, Converge, Code Orange, Slayer, Metallica got on here, Baby Metal, Dillinger Escape Plan, Tools on here, Clutch, Veg Sevenfold. Um, there's a few bands on here that I'm, I'm I'm squinting. I'm squinting hard when I see them on this list. Ghost. I squint very hard anytime I see Ghost on a list, especially how high Ghost is. They're at four. Seems high. Um, Bring Me the Horizon. Good to see them there. Oh, you could have included them. Yeah, yeah, I'd put them. I'd put them in there. Uh, Cradle of Filth. Um, Opeth. And then you get into a lot of bands I've just never heard of. Like Beast Milk. Sorry. Not familiar. Not familiar. Hey. This could be your year. Yeah could be yeah also body counts on this list and uh, all the way down to 97 nine inch nails the hand that feeds wow yeah i don't know if that'd be the nine inch nails song i would pick from the 21st century i would assume that they got a lot of feedback on this list you think so? Yeah. You got a little based no. on everything. Well, <laughs> really? No. I mean, I Jenny? we've we've offered some. We we have, but I I feel like if anything, most people probably just nodded. They just went, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You and know, they probably had right. one thing nothing. I know from just doing this show is that yeah. like uh-huh. easy peasy. Like Oh yeah. No oh, yeah. feedback whatsoever. None. They, they put it out there and they were kind of like, nobody's got anything to say, and everyone was like Okay. Yeah. Good hey, list. you know yeah. what? Yeah, number one. I'm sure that you arrived sure. at these conclusions in a very reasonable way. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for your work and your thought. Much appreciated. Um. So thank you to everybody who sent us that list. Thank you for thinking of us, and thank you over to r slash new metal for doing the diligent work of isolating all the new metal tracks on it. New metal continues to be three, back. two, one, baby. We've got three, two, and one. It's, I mean, incredible. Incredible. Uh, Next up, we got to talk about who's emailing. Who's emailing? Who is? Jenny, we got got an email from Kevin. We did. The subject is banned. I'd open that email. (laughs) Kevin says, hello there. I recently started listening and have really gotten into your show. I've decided to go back and listen to every episode from the start. Oh, Kevin, you sweet summer child. Good luck. 
I've looked over the episode list and it's full of a lot of great bands, but also bands that don't seem like new metal, but you check them out anyways, and that's awesome. I'm curious why no Hell Yeah or Stone Sour. I think with such prominent frontmen and Chad Gray and Corey Taylor, respectively, they would make for an interesting discussion. I think Hell Yeah is pretty much modern day Mudvayne and people would be surprised at the first two Stone Sour albums and that they're more than bother and through glass. Nowadays, yes, Stone's Hour is just a rock band, but their early day had some much harder songs. Also check out STEM. They're not as well known until you watch a UFC event. They're pretty much all of the riffs you hear. Despite Face the Pain probably being the most known and best new metal song they have, it doesn't appear on an album. Their early work is not the best, but has moments, but their album Songs for the Incurable Heart is awesome hope you consider it and check out some of these bands would love to hear episodes on them in the future all the best listener kevin thank you kevin for the feedback stem i believe i'm gonna do a quick glance but i believe stem is on the long list let me see what album we have for stem on the long list on the long list we have only two albums further efforts and dead to me uh, Dead to Me was added immediately upon learning of its existence because if you are a new metal band, you name your album Dead to Me, you get added to the long list. It's just how it works. It's science. Um, but if you're saying Songs for the Incurable Heart is also awesome, we'll throw it on the long list too. Let's go back to the earlier question, Jenny. No Hell Yeah or Stone Sour. So, Stone Sour... We've talked about some songs on this show. They've shown up on some live albums, shown up on some soundtracks. But getting CMFT without the Slipknot filter, it's a little tough. It's a little tough. Jenny, do you want to expand on that at all? I mean... He needs his boys. I'll never say never. To hell yeah, I'd say. Stay tuned. Uh, (laughs) But you know, we have Side Project Summer for a reason. And maybe someday. Maybe someday. Maybe it it feels like probably an inevitability that one day we will look at each other. Maybe... I mean, here's the thing. Maybe look at each other in person and say, let's sit down and talk about Stone Sour for an hour and a half. <laughs> so, you know what? If that's if that's the price, maybe it's worth it, you know? Uh, thank you, Kevin. Much appreciated. Uh, we also got an email from Matthew Garcia, subject, Roach Coach Recommendations. We'd open that email. For sure. <laughs> I have started listening to the podcast since the Seven Dust Animosity episode recommended by Mr. Scott Bowling. Thank you, Scott. Since then, I have almost caught up to all episodes, only nine to go. This has been my go-to since then. The laughter is nonstop, especially during broad talk. You are welcome. (laughs) Uh, My favorite episodes usually are for the bands I have more familiarity with, such as Seven Dust and Nonpoint. Uh, Keep the good work going. I have a few recommendations for the show. Stereo Mud, Perfect Self. Seether Disclaimer and Dark New Day 12 Year Silence. I think Lauren would like this one. 
Thank you guys, and keep it rolling, baby. P.S. I bought a Roach Coach t-shirt, and it's dope. Thanks, Matt and Oz, for the letter and bonus swag. Got it. Uh, Well, thank you so much, Matt. Uh, Thank you for getting a shirt. Much appreciated. Of course, if you, listener at home, say, I I want a shirt, head over to roachcoach.com. Get yourself a shirt. We still got some shirts, Matt. We got a few shirts left. We got some shirts. Yeah. Head on over. Get yourself a shirt. Um, And uh, these racks, Stereo Mud, Perfect Self, they are definitely on the long list. Dark New Day, 12 Year Silence, also on the long list. Seether Disclaimer. I feel like we have not done this band because they have the infamous Wikipedia tag, genre tag, of post-grunge. There it is. I don't know. Maybe we can't do Seether. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, we hear you. Uh, thank you for the Rex, and thank you for the push for Stereo Mud and Dark New Day. Um, You know, when we kicked off this year, we said we're, you know, mixing things up, changing things up with these special Who's Tweeting episodes. And so we, uh, I think it's good, good and well time, now that it's June, to talk about the feedback from that first Who's Tweeting episode Oh. All the way back in January. Who's tweeting about who's tweeting in January? Oh, God, remember January. Remember January? Wow. Oh, man. It was a different time. Yes, uh, and this, as you may remember, you may not remember, was us talking about having been accused of not liking new metal enough, in addition to the inaugural Who's Tweeting app. So, just to give you a little context there, we get some feedback from Shane Hefley, who says, I saw that post on Reddit early, and at first I wanted to write up a long post in response, but didn't want to deal with the responses. I would say to that, Shane, fair, smart. (laughs) Uh, And Shane continues, as the previous bannerman for the crusade against this podcast not actually liking new metal, my complaint has been nullified to my satisfaction. In the early apps, the gang could be recklessly harsh and for little reason. But since then, they've been so much better about doling out weak criticism, and I've been thoroughly loving the cast. So much that I was absolutely floored and delighted to hear that rather than quitting the show, that it could be moved to an album every other week. Massive congrats on the baby, and I'm over the moon that Jenny isn't leaving because it wouldn't be the same without her. Like was stated on the app, the show isn't about celebrating, it's about exploration. And the fact that the hosts aren't diehard new metal fans isn't relevant, as long as they have fair criticism, and they've been more than fair for some time now. Well, thank you, Shane. This is a true, it's a true romance story, really, because Shane did not think we liked new metal enough at first. And I don't disagree with the criticism that we, and I'll speak for myself, <laughs> me, It'd be a little bit unnecessarily harsh when we uh, when we started the show. So I'm glad to hear, you know, the gang's all getting along. We're all getting along. So thank you, Shane. Thank you for sticking with us, and uh, much appreciated. Uh, Jason Andrew Goodman let us know that he had a teacher who once solicited questions by saying questions, comments, verbal abuse. I feel like I also had that same question. <laughs> same same teacher, I should say. Um, 
Jenny, do you want to read this comment from Garrett Fuller? Sure. Garrett Fuller rolled into our comments that can confirm that Jenny, a.k.a. Indigo Angel of the Roach Coach podcast, grew up rich and is currently very wealthy. <laughs> she grew up in a very affluent neighborhood that had a skating rink where adults sold weed to teenagers. Very posh. We'll answer all questions. <laughs> the truth must be told. I mean... Look, I'm busted, all right? Yeah, I grew up in Westland. Yeah. It's a city named after a mall. <laughs> it's a lot of wealth. A lot of wealth there. Tremendous amount of wealth. Um, thank you, Garrett, for the expose. Uh, Austin Count says, I back that orange 9mm recommendation. All right, Austin. We hear you. Orange 9mm push. Here it comes. Thank you. <laughs> all right gareth davy says jenny lauren matt thank you thank you i'll back all those wrecks from matt parnum front street snake has a great video i've never seen anyone sell a punch quite as well as the lead singer and if we're throwing out wrecks for random euro new metal i'm gonna put these guys forward because i'm that kind of guy i've determined that Mathematically speaking, Deadly Medley has the most underrated new metal band on Spotify, just ahead of Alpha Kenny Buddy and Powerface, both who both lost points for not being quite as new. And he did share a link to uh, a song from Deadly Medley. It's called It's a Lie. Certainly wow. new. It's certainly wow. new. I'm glad I kept it going. I'm glad. I'm glad you going. did too. That wow. That song. You know what? It might be called "It's a Lie," but it contained a lot of truth in there. And uh, that was new metal AF. Jenny, how'd you feel about that one? Uh, <laughs> it was definitely very new metal. I the sample up top was a little bit foreboding for me, but uh, you know. I'd definitely be interested to hear more. It, it seems like it might be a, a true time capsule. Definitely very interesting. Matt, you went through a journey there as well, my friend. 
Oh yeah, oh yeah. They put they put me through my paces. <laughs> that was a uh, that was quite the experience. <laughs> At one point, I thought, "Is everybody in the band getting a bit of vocal here?" It did give me a little bit of like a pass the mic to the next guy. He's got some lines too. Everybody gets to scream something into this distorted mic. It was very off kilter, and I enjoyed it. Thank you very much. I, I will obviously people at home cannot see, uh, but the thumbnail for this YouTube video of is of the six guys in this band, perfect, all staring down, and even just in this stare down photo, uh, Jenny, I think you can agree is. Um, they all have the new metal look going on. We've got oh, chin yeah. beards. We've got backwards baseball caps. One guy with dreads. One guy in a beanie. Yeah. They've already got the new metal look and just here. Deadly medley. Love it. I'm gonna I'm gonna put you guys on the long list. I'm gonna put you on the long list. That's all I can say. So thank you, Gareth Davies, for that. And uh, now we almost missed it. We were scrambling in the notes here. We almost missed it, but we, we're not going to miss it. It's time for Vandals Can't Handles. Vandals Can't Handles. We can't handle it. So uh, Eric Vandal sent us a list of a bunch of songs. He said, here's a bunch of rippers, baby. Dig in. Tell me what you think. And we've been listening to, to one on each of these uh, who's tweeting episodes, and uh, it's time to do another one. Jenny, who do you want to listen to this week? Uh, today we're going to listen to Vacant Stare and their song, Come Face Up. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Cookie Monster going there. Whoa! <laughs> Damn, son, I can't handle this. <laughs> Shit! Wow. Well, that was that is one of my favorite. Uh, favorite Rex from this list so far. That was that Put was it on the long list. All right, listen, listen. Vacant stare. You're on the long list. That was woof. That was that was real good. That was. I'm very excited to hear more from those boys. That was nice. <sighs> Eric Vandal, you you <laughs> did it again. You done it again. You did it again. All right, thank you, Eric. Uh, another one from Vandals Can't Handles. Much appreciated. Thank you very much. And uh, and now it's part of the show where we talk a little bit about this little Patreon we got over at Patreon. Patreon.com slash RoachCoachPodcast. Um, as we record this, we have not put anything up on it. <laughs> it's just to help the show. But we're hoping to get something on it soon. 
Uh, but we have some more patrons that we would love to say thank you to. Jenny, who do we got this week? Dave Bramley. Thank, thank you. Thank you. And Josiah Russell. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Uh, if you would like to be given a wonderful hearty thank you, head on over to our Patreon and sign up. Patreon.com slash Roach Coach Podcast. It help out the show, and we much appreciate it. And uh, and now it's the part of the show. We go over to you, Matt, for, you know, what I, I was calling this new news, but I really think what we need to be calling it is new thoughts. What do you Ooh, got for us this week? New thoughts. So I had an interesting week, and I think uh, we find ourselves in a very interesting point in time. We, uh, we celebrate new metal. We celebrate the fact that it captured the imagination uh, and hearts of so many people. And now we find ourselves again in a uh, satanic panic uh, <laughs> because of our good friend Lil Nas X. And also this week, I happened to pick up because Mobile Fidelity Sound Lab put out a um, reissue of Twisted Sisters' Stay Hungry. And it just kind of felt like three different demarcation points in time of things that at the time were very controversial, very boundary pushing, very like, oh my God, hide the children's eyes type thing. You know, mm-hmm. I remember that Twisted Sister album cover, the Stay Hungry one, where he has like the meat bone in his hand. Yeah. You know, and then although the visual representation of a lot of uh new metal wasn't necessarily meant to shock in the same way as some of that there was still you know obviously the children in danger aspect with corn you know anytime that you get them detuned riffs happening darkness abounding but then like there's kind of like the only reason I bring Lil Nas X up is because it ha- it gained. I haven't seen people react in that way in a long time, and I guess the the thought that I'm having is, it's kind of what has to happen in order to continue to push the boundaries to push. Like there, uh, I think there's such a ability to see damn near anything now that it's so much more difficult to push boundaries to artistically take bigger leaps and bigger steps, you know, than, Hey, let's put a drop of blood inside of a shoe and let's give a lap dance to the devil. Like it's, it's harder to shock, I think now and and yes we find ourselves in a new metal podcast and these new new bands i don't know if they're even interested in doing that because sometimes it just feels like some of them are are interested in revisiting what was and other ones are interested in just blending what was with what is to kind of come up with something new but it's not a form thought yet guys (laughs) But no, I, 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 I see where you're going with it. I mean, the thing that is interesting is that 
I would say, and I mean, you know, who knows where this all goes? I mean, we're recording this in March and this will go up in June, but um, there is a sense of with Little Nas X that we have both the message of what he is trying to get across, which I believe comes from a true and honest place, but also there is uh, an angle of my man's got to get another hit. Do you know what I mean? That is true. And with new metal, especially early on, the early corns and that type of thing, I don't think the thought process is not so much that it's money in the bank. It's we want to make weird stuff for kids and, and, and people that are weird like us. And that slowly transmogrifies into becoming an incredibly popular thing. And to like set people off in a way, because I think about who, when we think about the bands, we think about the big, we talked about the big four of new metal before in the past and who we put up there. When you look at who actually did get hit with sort of like, Oh, you guys are taboo, but also you're incredibly popular. It tended to be the ones that were the most taboo. I mean, like you said, corn endangering children left and right. Slipknot, obviously. With with, scary masks. There's so many of them. One of them just uses a bat. Unsettling. Uh, And, uh, I mean, Limp Biscuit, touring with a giant toilet. The same intent is clear. Jenny, what are your thoughts on all of this? Uh, all right. <laughs> Everyone is so fucking dumb. <laughs> like, it's the same shit over and over and over and over again. Like, people thought the Beatles were satanic. People thought Led Zeppelin were satanic. People probably thought, like, fucking... People thought it was, like people always find a reason that something is like not okay for the children. And if people really gave a fuck about the children, they would make sure that children are fed and have homes and have educational opportunities and are safe and cared for. But they're so busy with like faux outrage over some dumb shit that it's like it's so much easier to be mad about dumb shit than actually look at a problem and do something about it. Anytime something is like, think of the children. Like anytime there's like a bill, like or, or anything that's just like protecting the children act. It's like that is probably some evil shit in there because you would not put that wrapper on it if it was okay. Um, But, like, in general, like, when I think of, like, the different types of music that scandalize, like, new metal to me, I don't know. I mean, I definitely get that with, like, the slipknot and the corn of it all. But, like, when I think of stuff that is, like, truly meant to, like, fuck up your nerdy parents or whatever, like, there's just so much more of that in other genres yeah. Like yeah. if it's in pop music, it's like sex usually, right? In metal, it's a lot of like occult 
Satanism. It's like, depending on what you listen to, it could be like violence or it could be, it's, it's mostly like sex violence or a cult. Right. And like, I feel like new metal kind of was in the safe zone most of the time. Like there's definitely stuff that we listen to now and we're like, yeah, but I don't know that it ever really, I don't remember it being like a big, I don't remember there being like a moral panic around new metal. Am I just forgetting that? No, no. I didn't. Well, Eminem was taking a lot of the moral panic yeah. at, at that point in time. Like he's one of the first, and Marilyn Manson was taking mm-hmm. a lot of the moral panic. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think Fred Durst was definitely under fire a lot of the time for what people viewed as being, being Fred mis- Durst being Fred. Well, on top of that being, like, I remember him doing an interview with Rolling Stone and they basically quizzed him on using the word bitch on $3 bill y'all. And you know, whether or not that record was like misogynistic and which now i mean listening to three dollar bill y'all i mean in comparison to a lot of other things it's almost quaint so i mean i don't think there's any songs on three dollar bill y'all where fred durst is like you know burying a woman in a field and i feel like i don't know how many times Corey taylor's sang about you know singing to your corpse so yeah but and I think kind of the larger thought and why I brought up the Twisted Sister thing is like going back and re-listening to that record, it's good. And it's kind of interesting to say to see how some things are just meant to shock and provoke, but they don't have staying power. And some things are shocking and provoking because they just want your attention because they think you know, they think that that might be the only way to get the message across. There's people that, to your point, Lauren, are trying that are just living a different way and want to connect with people who are living in that way. Like I think Slipknot is like that, where they're just like we're fucking outcasts, so we all wear masks and we're fucking weirdos, and we're here to connect with you guys that way. And then, you know, I think there is a little piece of like, where's your next old town road, Lil Nas X? It's like, well, shit. Uh, n- no such thing as bad press. Let's let's fucking lap dance on the devil. Yeah, I mean, that was. I mean, once again, this is going out in June. Who knows how this song turns out? Right now, it's gaining popularity. It might go to number one. I don't know. It doesn't. I mean, I listened to it once and watched the video. I mean, it. The, the song did not stay with me. I mean, I like I like the song. Okay. I think the dialogue around it is really interesting. A lot of things that I agree with, you could probably guess which side of the coin I fall on, which is keep Satan out of my shoes. This dude that I made it basically, I'm sure at this point in time, if we're talking June, I've been home. Nobody seriously cares. Well, no, that's okay. I'm just thinking like, I've been, if everything went smoothly and somewhat according to plan, I'll have been home with a very small baby for several weeks. And this one dude that I went to school with, who I love arguing with on Facebook because he's such a dumb dumb, 
he like he does he is like losing his shit over these shoes he's like he can't he can't handle it i'm assume i'll be long blocked long blocked by the time if i'm home all the time with a small kid and i'm like uh, what will i do today oh respond to the dumb shit he says <laughs> but he's fucking losing it about these shoes and about like he also lost it about peppy Le Pew being banned because he said peppy Le Pew is a romantic but it's just like what, what? <laughs> he was really upset he was really upset oh that, that peppy Le Pew was being left out of space jam uh, imagine being an adult who cares about Space Jam. What do you think he'll be mad about by the time this airs in June? That's oh, by my June? question. Yeah. Well, what will it by, be? By June? We'll find out what was really in that shipping container that was stuck yeah. in the Suez Canal. That's oh, yeah. right. That's, That's right. probably well, true. By June, I mean, hopefully we'll know whether or not enough people are vaccinated so that my ass can go see the new Fast and Furious movie. That is on my radar of things. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, who who can say? Who can say? Month to month, day to day, you never know what's going to happen. I certainly didn't think we were going to get a new Satanic Panic this year, the same week that a boat would be stuck in a canal you for know, a period of time. Maybe we'll get another one. Maybe hey. we'll get a, a specific boat Satanic Panic situation. Mm-hmm. And maybe Twisted Sister will be involved somehow. Let's just bring it all together. A trio. Well, thank you, Matt. Thank you for your new thoughts. My pleasure. Always appreciate it. And that just brings us to the end of another episode of Roach Coach. Thank you so much for listening. Keep on saying hello to us online. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. And, of course, shoot over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash roachcoachpodcast. And until next time. Jenny, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Matt, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.